told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest to bring in laborers. Tell somebody, I'm a laborer of God. That's the first thing that you are. You know, I read to you a psalm about, uh, you know, <laughs> idols. Uh, before we go into this, let me just help you understand that. Psalm 135, I read from verse 15. It says, the idols of nations are silver and gold made by hands of men. It says, they have mouths, they cannot speak. Eyes, they cannot hear. See, but ears, they cannot hear. Nor is there any breath from their nursery. Those who make them, they will be like them. The other translation says, those who make them are like them. Before we go into today's message, I want you to recognize this. It is... It will be very strange for a Christian to fear those who work for the devil. Haven't known what God says they are. It will be very, very strange for you to feel that they can have any effect on you. What is dead? Is, you know, that scripture says that those who make idols are like the idols. And what is it about idols? They have eyes they cannot see. So nobody who bow to idols can see your future. Impossible. Because they cannot be what God said they are not. Okay? He says they have mouth, they cannot speak. So which means that if anybody speaks on their behalf, his word is nonsense. Even if we don't have many other evidence in the Bible, which I will show you some more evidence. God says they have mouth, they cannot speak. They have eyes, they cannot see. They have ears, they cannot hear. And then he says those who make them are like them. And the book of Isaiah chapter 44 verse 9. went for that to say to you, this is not the message, I'm just happy to understand something. All who make idols are what? Oh, look at up there and read it. Shall we read it together? I want to go. So, who speak for them? Witches, wizards, they are blind. Which doctors, mediums, stupid. They are foolish. Charms, nonsense. That's what the Bible says. Let me say something to you. If anything of those works affects you, it's because either you are not born again, or you are born again, but you call what God said is nonsense, sense. I will gather now. Next Sunday, I will be free completely. We will go on a journey. I'm not supposed to be here tomorrow, today because tomorrow morning I'm writing one of my final papers. But I cannot write paper and exclude God. Who will give me the knowledge? Who gave me the understanding? So if I say I won't come to church today because I'm writing paper tomorrow, I should be very, very stupid to you. I will together now. I will take you on the journey. We are going back to the field to show the world that this world is true. We have done it before, but in a little scale, where we took over kingdoms in Nigeria, towns and villages, and destroyed their works. But now, we are going to hit nations so that nations will know that the word of God is true. Don't call something what God calls nothing. 
Because the power of life and death is in your tongue. So therefore, go back to the Lord's disciple. I said I am an answer to the prayer of Jesus Christ. This is not general headquarters. The second thing I told you is that you are no you are an important part of the church. And it says in the book of 1 Corinthians 12, 12, the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. You are an important part of this church and the global church of God. Number three, God brought you here for a purpose. He didn't bring you here only to be blessed. He brought you here for a purpose so that he can reflect through you. Everyone born again has a purpose. If you are blessed financially, materially, academically, when you die, those things are dead with you. Nobody can use a certificate. Really, you will not be able to go to God and tell him how much you have read, how much you are. They are all for your comfort on earth. It is good to read because the Bible says knowledge is good. Seek it with all what you have. Because you don't pray to get money. You study and then you work hard to get money. You want to ease your ability of making money, read more. The lower, the lesser you read, the harder you work to earn the money. But the more you read, the easier money is to collect. I, I will together now. I will talk to you about that later on. But you see, in the same way, if you don't work on earth, no matter how much you pray and fast, you will be poor. Why the Bible has said that there shouldn't be, in the land I'm taking, there shouldn't be a poor man among you. Okay? But it then now said that if there is one, alright? Which means that that one made himself poor. Okay? Same thing when you die. When you die, it is what you did for God on earth that remains with you. So imagine somebody who comes to church every day for 10 years, you have been sitting on that pew doing nothing. What will you tell God? God will tell you how he gave you a job, how he healed you, how he answered your prayer. And he called and called and called every Sunday through Apostle Williams and many other ministers across the globe. You responded nothing. That would not be your portion. I didn't hear good amen. No. Tell somebody I will work for God. So therefore, you are an important part of the church global. And because God had made you important, he, made, he called you for a purpose. Then number four, he, he, he created you to be unique. You are a unique part. For the purpose, I told you Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 and verse 11, he gave you gifts. He gave you, uh, he manifested in you as, you know, works of services, uh, apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist and stuff. And your uniqueness, he defined it by giving you gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 19 to 20 says, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. So you are very, very unique. You have a function. First Corinthians 12 from verse 7 tells you the manifestation of the Spirit is given to profit others. And it gives you nine gifts. So you have one of those gifts. Number five, use your grace to serve. 
A disciple of the Lord must use his grace to serve. You must always be looking for what you can do to help other people through the grace that you received. You know, the grace, when we talk about grace, there are two graces. There is the grace for the earthly and there is the grace for the spiritual. Your earthly grace could be your career. Somebody is um, a carpenter and somebody in the church has a need, you help him. Somebody is a nurse and somebody has a need, you use your profession to help him. Somebody is a lawyer and somebody has a need and you use your brain to help him. So you have that. But you also have the spiritual gift for the church. The nine, part of it is the gift of healing. Somebody is sick among you, you manifest the gift of healing, that will get healed. The one of it is the gift of tongues. From where you can progress to the gift of interpretation, so that you can bring in revelation to people, direction to people's lives. Of course, the gift of word of knowledge, you know, which operates among us all the time too, where you can understand about a mystery about somebody's life. And you tell them what they are going through and the solution. Word of knowledge does not scare people. If it tells you a problem, it will tell you the solution and it's gone. That's word of knowledge. I'll teach you deeply on these things as we move to the next week. Now you have the gift of faith, which, you know, spark up faith in other people. You just don't, you can't doubt anything. And those who have the gift of faith, nothing is ridiculous before them. They break through anything because of the gift of faith. And it's yours for free. You have the gift of discernment. Where you can discern those who lie, you can discern those who are demonized, you can discern the kind of spirits that is afflicting them, you can discern the people who are bound and all stuff like that. If somebody walks in there is a demon in that person, you can see the demon. And of course you can discern angels. When angels appear and manifest, you can see them. It's the gift of discernment. Of course you have the gift of prophecy, which prophesies. And you have the gift of signs and wonders. These are all the nine gifts you have. And these gifts are given to you all. There is no one sitting down here on the pew who doesn't have one. My heart for you in the month of July is that you will manifest. Amen. By force you will manifest. Amen. Even if you didn't say amen. Your manifestation will be serious. You know somebody one day in the prayer group I used to belong to many years ago. When I was a young boy. I think I'm getting a bit uh, younger now. So, whatever the case may be. A woman, after they taught Professor Mebore, taught the group about the gift of the Spirit. And that woman said, I want to see. I want discernment of spirit. Discernment. Because in her mind, she wants to see demons. That's all her mind. Because people think that discernment is just to see demons. It's not just to see demons. Discernment is the ability of man to see into the realm of the Spirit that is around you like this. And they can see. So she fought and prayed. And you know what happened? So as they were praying, pray for gift. Disarmament, Lord. Disarmament, Lord. Disarmament, Lord. Disarmament. As she opened, closed her eyes, she began to see through her eyelids. Though her eyes were closed. And she began to see through the eyelids. And the man standing before him, uh, before her, she saw the whole blood vessels. And how the heart is pumping. Poo, 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 poo. How the blood is going through all the vessels of the body. The, the mouth, the gullets, and as when he swallowed, as things are going around to the intestine, the liver, the kidney, she, she opened her mouth, her eyes, and she's still seeing it. She said, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see. I don't want to see this. Professor said, What's the matter with you? He's a professor of uh, um, um, uh, microbiology. He said, What's the matter with you? She said, I can see, I can see the heart, I can see the intestine, I can see the blood pumping. I can. 
So professor said that we are asking God for a gift. What have you been asking? He said, discernment, sir. Discernment. Why are you asking it? I want to see demons. You see, the, the, your motive is wrong. <laughs> so God has given you discernment. That's discernment. By discernment, you can see many things. You can see many things. She said, you see one discernment. She said, I don't want this, sir. <laughs> so professor laid hands on her and said, Lord, release her from the gift. And her eyes cleared. So when you're asking for a gift, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> but the fact is this. All of us have something. And all of us can get something because it's what makes you unique. There is something you can do better for the person sitting beside you when you manifest in these gifts. Something you can do better for your life because the gift work for the career. Something you can do better for your family. When you carry these gifts. Number six, I said to you, the way up is the way down. Humility is the key to God's promotion. And number seven, live a life worthy of your calling. Let me take you a little bit further. This morning, I want to give you seven things about the power of the Holy Spirit. I call that seven manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Of course, if we go into the scriptures, we can have many more manifestations, but you can discover that as you are getting them, they come under one category. The first manifestation of the Holy Spirit is salvation. Salvation. It is by the Holy Spirit that you and I are saved. I call that the power of sonship or the power of adoption. This area, everyone who believes in Jesus must know it. Anybody who doesn't know it who comes to church, you are not part of the church. You are just coming to warm the pew. If the trumpet sounds now, you will be left behind. The only evidence for a man to, to give him assurance of rapture. Rapture is when Jesus will come and the archangel will blow the trumpet. And the dead in Christ will rise first, and those of us who are alive will be vanished. We will vanish from this world, and we will go to where Jesus is in the heavens to meet Him. The evidence that a person has part of it in it, rather, is that you are born again, and it is the Holy Spirit that makes you born again. And what is about born again? What is about sonship? First uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seventeen. It says, "If therefore a man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation." All things are passed away and all things have become new. That is the power of sonship. For anyone to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit must convict you of sin. And it will bring you to the place of repentance where you will see your whole life pass before you and you look filthy. And then that will lead you to the place of asking Jesus to come into your heart and asking him for mercy. The kind of life you used to live before will vanish before you instantly. You will look at your past life, you will look like a filthy rag. When you look at the record of your life, you will hate what you used to be. Because you will discover that you, can, you have not attained righteousness by all your acts. You will look at all the past, all your, your you know, inadequacies before God and you will feel ashamed of it. When that happens to a man, it is the Holy Spirit. But when you feel that, 
about your past. The Holy Spirit now will convict you. You will ask God for mercy. You will ask God to forgive you your sins. And having done that, the Holy Spirit will enter into you. And then the transformation begins. You will leave that place, that altar, and go back home. But you will not be able to go back to what you used to be. There is a, there is a lady, a testimony of a lady in this church. I will speak about her testimony all over the world. She was a prostitute. And she was a prostitute in, Germ- in uh, Italy. And somebody brought her here to England as an international prostitute many years ago. And then that person, you know, haven't spent some nights with her. On Sunday, the lady said, I want to go to church. You know, there are many of you who don't know. People who are locked up in prostitution, many of them are looking for God. People who are locked up in murder, many of them are looking for God. People who are locked up in all these atrocious acts, they are bound by a spirit that controls them, contrary to what they really desire. A good number of them will be better Christians than many people who go to church. But the fact is that when you are in the world, Ephesians chapter 2 applies, you are under the powers of this world and the prince of the air, who is Satan. If you look at that scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, it tells you from verse 1. It tells you, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, you and I, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is at work in those who are disobedient. If you look at that statement, when we were in the world, we lived lavishously. You know, that's the reason why sometimes I'm very much weary. When I see Christians behaving like those in the world, they have cut off themselves from commonwealth of salvation. You know, like when we're in the world, we love to display what we are, isn't it? So that is where all the culture of people having parties, they are spraying money, and all those rubbish culture came from. They came from Lucifer. To sell out to people so that they can continue to work in ego. And God hates ego. God hates it. If anybody is a reasonable man and you want to give people money, common sense tells you you should honor them. You shouldn't derogate them by just putting useless money on their heads. I mean, it is a common sense thing. But when people are not acting in common sense, it's because God didn't give it to them or sit and rob them of it. When we were in the world, we do all those stuff. We went from joint to joint in weekends, looking for a place to waste our life and well away our time. We looked at men and women. Women looked at men and just picked anyone, go home with her, him. That's it. You just do what you like. A man will go out deliberately because he's looking for a girl he will sleep with that night. That is the kind of life that we live where we're in the world. The reason why we live that life is not because we love to live the life, but because there's a spirit that works in the world. And that spirit works to the destruction of every person in the world. And some of us have gotten to an extent whereby we have been so grounded under that spirit that we can't break ourselves off. And when we do those atrocious acts, we feel sorry, but sorry is not repentance. Though we don't like it. So that prostitute was brought. The man, the, when the prostitute told the man, I want to go to church, the man said, oh, I used to see a signboard in New Cross. He said, I will take you there. Let's go there. It's an African man like you, you know. And they brought themselves and they came into the service in this church and sat right at the back. And as I was speaking, the Lord said to me, you that prostitute who is sitting in this congregation. Because many people don't understand that God sees. 
Jehovah sees. And if he likes, he speaks. And he does not speak what you think he knows. He speaks what he knows that you don't think he knows it. And I said, I call in the name of Jesus. I destroyed the power of prostitution over her. And then I gave an altar call. And people came out to the front. The woman came out to the front weeping. And nobody knew who she was or what she was. Because I, I would not ask somebody that got picked up like that to stand up and show himself or herself to the community or somebody who, who is demonized and stuff. I don't believe in humiliating people because God does not humiliate man. And so she gave her life to Jesus Christ. Little did we know that she was, she was the one with others. And then that day when she left here, that's what I'm talking about the story. She told that man, I'm not going home with you. Because I have met Jesus. Who told her? The reason is because when the Holy Spirit convicts a man of sin, he convicts him of sin, but of also righteousness. If someone says that I am a, I'm a born again, but I don't know righteousness, you are a liar. You are just going to church. Don't make a mistake to die. Hell is terrible. I will talk to you about the reality of hell. No more games with God. Listen to me. She told the man, I'm not going home with you. She said, I went to that altar to accept Jesus Christ. I feel dirty. I hate what I do with you, what I've done with you. I wish I never did it. The man told her, I paid for you and brought you here. You will suffer. You will not have a place to go. She said, I don't care if I'm on the streets and I go back to where I come from. The man said that when you are tortured, no money, you will look for me. She said, I will not look for you. She said, I found Jesus. Let me say something to you. As the man left, she had nowhere to go. The Holy Spirit dropped into her spirit the name of her friend. Okay? And that friend is a member of this church. She didn't know. And then got the telephone number. Such as Find the phone number and call her friends. I'm coming to your house now. I said, are you in London? Say, come, 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 come. Some of you who say you are born again, but you shut your door away from, from guests, you will answer before God. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything He gives you or not, He gave you to worship Him. Are we together? The day you die, people will enter that house, either I like it or not. And your corpse there will not be able to tell them, don't enter my door. Let me say something to you. She got to the house of that sister. She says, ah, you are very welcome, you are very welcome, my friend. And then, they started talking. We had three services then. And she, here. And she said that, um, look, this is the story of my life. I went to one church today. I came here for my business, my usual business, you know. That one said, I've been telling you and trying to come, uh, pretend, oh, don't preach to me. She said, when I went to that church, that man pointed out somebody who is a prostitute? I came out like something hit my heart. I came out and gave my life to Jesus. He said that he said the man who brought me, he told all the story. I've I've told him to go. I've told him to go. And the man the woman said, That's interesting. I will go. I, next Sunday we'll go to my church and I will show you to my apostle. She said, Apostle. She said, Which what is the name of your apostle? She said, apostle William. She said, That is the church I went. The woman said, I came there to, uh, uh, today. Oh, she said that she came in the fourth service. But the woman, this woman who was a prostitute, now she came in the third service. 
She screamed. She said, that's what I've been telling you. That's the church I've been telling you. Let me say this to you. That woman was disciple here. She was ordained here. She stayed away from men completely. Stayed away from men completely. I repeat myself. She could not go near men because it stinks to her. Righteousness cannot attract evil. A righteous body cannot be defiled by evil. If a person feels defiled all the time, you are under dominion of Satan. Who is bent on destroying you? The only mistake you must not make is to die in it. The power of salvation. That is the first manifestation of the Holy Spirit power. I will stop there today. When I come back to you next Sunday, we will continue on the power of salvation. Go back to that 1 Corinthians 5.17. It says, if the man therefore is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. If your old is not passed away and you continue in your old, you are not born again. Born again is not going to church, it's not confessing Jesus. It's first of all, repenting in your heart that you have been doing wrong. And now feel sorry for the ways you have been conducting your life and body. Recognizing that you are under a spirit that is bent to destroy you and take you to hell. When we came to the world, we came alone. Unfortunately, if we die together in an accident, we go different ways. Two people who die, ten people who die together in a crash, don't talk after death. They don't talk after death. When people die, what happens to you, what's happening is that before, a, a short while before death is registered in heaven. Okay? That is in the heavenlies. Now, demons of hell identify those who belong to them and they all come instantly. Angels of God are attracted to those who belong to God and they all come. The moment at the instant of death, 200 people died in crash. You just see. Each one of them will have a, a, a person, a spirit being standing beside them. Together with their guardian spirits who had been assigned with them from the time they were born. Your guardian spirit looks like you. In physical. Some of you see the guidance spirit in the dream. And you say you saw a man in the dream. And the moment you exit your body. The spirit that is your custodian. Will stand and hold your hand. If it's a spirit of God. Which is the angel of God. He will just calm you down and tell you. Look at your body. Your work is over. Follow me. In that realm. You have no. Ability to refuse any order. Every word spoken is an instruction and a command. And those who are demons will tell you that you belong to us. Follow us. You can't say, I will not. You see, the difference between those who are taken to heaven and those who are going to hell is this. Those who are demons, when they grab, they will grab you roughly and they will flee. They will be running like terrific speed and they hold in your hand. You will not be able to hinder yourself from running. Whereas those who are going to heaven, they will walk majestically. While the angels is telling them about where they are going, you have a choice. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of the Father, God says. But those who do the will of my Father in heaven, if you say you are born again and you are still walking like the people of the world, you are not. 
Satan deceived you. Don't let him deceive you till death. There shall be no remedy. You can, let, let's look at common sense. <clears throat> Some people who were in evil deeds got saved and those who evil life stuck to them. They hated themselves for it. Whereas some say that I am saved and you are doing those things that those people are bored. Can you understand? The only answer is that you are not saved. Because if a man is in Christ, Jesus, he is a new creature. A person saved cannot say, I go back to my old boyfriend. A person saved cannot say, I go back to my old girlfriend. I'm talking about in the sense of sleeping together. A person saved cannot say, I cannot forgive. Then you got saved and you still went away with hurt and unforgiveness. At the point of salvation, all hearts vanish. All unforgiveness will disappear. Because you recognize how stupid you are if you are unforgiven. Because God has just forgiven you your bigger debt. Really, you will not have the ability to not forgive. If a person says, I am born again, and you are struggling with forgiving somebody else, it's because you are not really born again, you are only following them. Jesus says that some people are close to the kingdom. Let me say something to you. We all come to church. Not every student who enters school graduates. When I went to the university to do law, we were, those of us who remain after four years, we are less than half of the class. First year, some people drop off. Second year, some people drop off. Third year, last year, there is a very friend, good friend of mine. He is a, he's a Hindu or Sikh, whatever. And intelligent. You know why he dropped off? He gave birth to two children during the course. And he said that he can't cope because he has to babysit. Yes, he dropped off on the third year. Many one more year. For various reasons, people dropped up, people dropped up, people dropped up, people dropped up. From the day you were born, many people you went to primary school, some of them have died. Many people you went to secondary school, some of them have died. If you went to university, some of them have died. <coughs> university after university. So the world is like that. As you progress, people fall away, people vanish. For those who have died, there is no repentance anymore. Their faith has been determined and it is settled. God has no mercy in death. He only has mercy in life. So when a man is alive, he's still under mercy. But when a man drops dead, all mercy ends. Because the Bible says it is appointed to man to die but once. Alright? You die but once, and after is judgment. Let me say something. That's the reason why we are so much surrounded by evil influences. Because Satan has been condemned to hell, Satan creates so many things to strangulate people who will have gone to hell to detract your attention. What are you looking for? You know, I said some time ago, if you know you have not enjoyed life, what are you doing in church? Go away and enjoy life very well and die in it. So that at least you enjoy the life here, then you enjoy hellfire. It is not good for you not to enjoy life here and then to go into hell. It is not good at all. You lose on both sides. But let me say something to you. Can you imagine putting your finger into fire for one hour? Try it when you get home. 
by your voluntary act. So that you cannot say that I... Hello, somebody. See how fire burns. And imagine fire burning the whole body of a man. Not for one day. Not for two days. Not for one year. Not for two years. Not for three years. Not for ten years. They will burn to ashes. The body will breathe again. They will melt to, to, to uh, uh, molten lava. And the body will build up again. It is only sorrow. It is only sorrow. It is only pain. It is only sorrow. It is only pain. Will you afford that? Then God calls unto every man to repent. Let's stand upon our feet. We're going to pray. Pray for yourself. Father, anything that will hinder me from going to heaven, if I have it in my hand, take it away from me. Do not allow me to walk in the path of hell. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. And if you know that you are not born again right now, begin to tell Jesus, save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Save me, Lord. Tell the Lord, I am sorry for what I've done. I have so- I'm sorry for the life I've lived. Tell the Lord, I am sorry. Save me, Lord. Salvation has appeared unto all men, and it teaches all men to say no to sin. The power of salvation is the first manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Tell the Lord, transform my spirit. Transform my spirit. The Bible says we cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. If you are a deceiver, tell the Lord, I will deceive no more. A liar always lies to himself, not to others. If you are a pajora, a schemer, tell the Lord, break the yoke over me. Empower me, Lord Jesus, this morning. I seek you, Lord, for mercy. I come to your mercy seat. I come to your mercy seat. Ask the Lord for mercy. Anyone that is bound by chains, I command the chains to be broken. This, I command them to be removed from people's faces. That the mercy of heaven locates and touch every heart. Let there be reunion, son back to the father, daughters back to the father. Mande robo God said to Pharaoh, let my people go, that they may serve me. It is written, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free, no longer to be subject to yoke of slavery. Lay aside the garment that is stained with sin. And be washed. There's a fountain that is flowing with soul unclean. So be washed. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. amen. Put your hands on your chest. For the Father. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I dedicate my body, my soul, my spirit unto you. Holy Spirit of God, I release myself, my entire being, 
unto you. Cleanse me from all filth of sin. Deliver me from my flesh. Empower me to walk in righteousness. From this day forward, sanctify my tongue. Sanctify my eyes. So that the things I see will not lead me to sin. Sanctify my mind so that the things I think will not lead me to sin. Sanctify my tongue so that when I open my mouth, I will not sin against you. Sanctify my body so that my emotion can be controlled by your Holy Spirit. Father, from today... I seek help from heaven. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, to live the life that is acceptable before you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. I promise you this hour. As you go out this week, you will not go back into slavery. As light is far from darkness, so shall your old ways be far removed from you. I speak in the name of the one who created heavens and earth, who commanded all men to be saved. Those who are fallen among you, receive strength to rise up forever. Never again will you go back to your old. Never again will you go back to your past. Your past has become a vomit to you. Those of you who have been deceived by hell, never again will the deception of Satan overcome you. People who should be mighty men of valor, mighty women of valor, but Satan has slid you. Receive strength today and be restored. May the right hand of God come over you. May the Lord prosper you in everything you do. So shall it be. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Somebody say amen. It led us into prophetic. I began to make declarations over you. If you were not there, we have brought you under that unction. Okay? But I will tell you, it is time to serve God. We are going to July. Don't play games with God anymore. Mercy does not remain forever. There is always judgment after mercy. Patience run out. And the patience of God over this world is about to be exhausted. That is the reason why you see tragedy unnecessarily happening. But I want to say this to you. Make up your mind together with me. That we will not disgrace God anymore. Whatever the case may be. We make up our mind together that we will attend the house of God. Don't miss your Bible study. Oh, life can be easier if only man can understand the Holy Spirit. I will tell you many things about the Holy Spirit. The aggro and the headaches you have, you need not have it if you can understand and intimate yourself with the Holy Spirit. I will concentrate on that. Because the seven things I told you, I didn't tell you all the seven either. I didn't tell you all the seven, isn't it? I just told you about the power, 
the manifestation of salvation. Alright? We are going to cover the privileges of sonship by next Sunday. The power, the second one is the power to overcome that Holy Spirit gives. The third one, don't write it down, is the power to witness. The fourth one is the power to heal the sick. The fifth is the power to speak in new tongues. And I will show you and then you have the power to live a new life. I will show you the effect of speaking in tongues. Practical manifestation that tongue can give you. I will get it now. And anybody who has not been speaking in tongues, get ready to speak in tongues on Sunday. Let me say this before Sunday really. Go home and ask the Lord Jesus. You know the Lord is speaking to me now. Let me finish with you. Let me tell you what he says. You go home and ask the Holy Spirit to baptize. Tell Jesus, baptize him with your Holy Spirit. Okay? In your bedside, you will be speaking in tongues. But you know what the Lord interrupted me and said that? Will a man deceive me? Who is the woman who had left? Don't raise your hand. Let me say this. Okay? That there is a woman here that God has compassion so much on you. But you are walking on the path of destruction. He saved you shortly from death because you will have gone to hell. Because the body of man is sanctuary of the living God. It should not be defiled. Man is not man does not live for sex alone, but for purity and sanctity that comes from the Reverend Father who is in heaven. It's a married woman. I'm talking about old, matured woman. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, you know, somebody who is. And God tells me to tell you, to warn 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 you. Your first relationship, you went and you got trouble. Second one, you went, you got trouble. You are going to another one. Be careful. God bless you. See you on Wednesday.